coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. This is the award-winning Parareality Radio. My name is Sandman, and I'm going to be your host this evening for the next hour. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in tonight. Well, it's Friday, March the 1st, 2019, and of course you know that means that it's time for another episode of Parareality Radio. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about a subject that's near and dear to just about everyone. That would be UFOs. Or maybe I should say the lack of UFOs over the last few years. The reason I say this is because since 2014, there's been a steady decline on the worldwide reported sightings of UFOs. Now, why is this? What's going on? Are the aliens done with us? Or could there be another answer? Well, I'll tell you what I think at the end of the show, but first... I'll discuss some of the other theories that are out there. But as usual, before I get started, let me tell you how you can get in contact with me here with the show because there are several different ways that you can go about doing this. Now, if you are a longtime listener, just bear with me because I go through this every episode. All right, so first, you can send an email to sandman at Parareality.com. That's Sandman at P-A-R-A-R-E-A-L-I-T-Y. Parareality.com. Or you can just go to my website, Parareality.com, and click on the contact form and uh, send me a, a message that way. You can also find Parareality Radio on Facebook by typing a search in on the Facebook search for Parareality Radio. And I am on Twitter as well, so you can follow me there. And my name on Twitter, my handle is at Radio. That's at Radio. And finally, you can still call the studio line. That number is 615-692-1170. That number to call again is... 615-692-1170. You can call the studio line and leave me a message. Just be aware that I may play your comment back on the show. I may also answer the phone as well because now that I'm back on the air, I'm back in the studio uh, working on the podcast all the time, so you may or may not catch me there. Uh, still have the you know the, the studio line left over when I was doing the live shows and not doing a podcast. And I, I've been saying this for years. I'm eventually I'm going to move back to doing live episodes. Uh, just can't let go of that number. And speaking of that, um, I do have uh, someone did call and leave a message and uh, he's a longtime fan. And uh, his name is Jason. And I'm going to uh, play Jason's message. Now, I... It's there was a lot of background noise and stuff going on. It's not like he was calling from uh, you know a cell phone, maybe like going down the road or standing beside the road or something like that. There's a lot of a lot of background noise. I tried to clean it up as best as I could, uh, so um, I, I kind of spliced some stuff together. But uh, hopefully you can hear this and understand it. And and so uh, this is uh, Jason's comment. Hey, man, Jason, long time listener. Uh back before you retired, but uh, I just found you on Stitcher. I'm really happy to try to catch up on all these shows. Uh, I entered a contest way back in the last 365 days, and uh, I was like placed third. It was a UFO sighting I had, but uh I can tell the story again sometime if, if you wanted to put that on. Just let me know. I'm glad you got a co-host. It's going to be interesting to see how you do ideas and things bounce off of him. I think he might be a little strong. The microphone though is hard to hear him. But I'm sure you guys will figure it out. Good luck. So thanks, Jason, for your call. I really appreciate that. Man, he is from the Lie 365 days, so you're talking about going way back there um, in the time machine. I haven't been on Lie 365 in, wow, uh, 
10 years, something like that. So he is definitely a longtime fan of the show. And I keep saying I've, uh, for the longest time that I have people who have been following me for many years. And uh, that's a prime example, Jason. I appreciate the phone call. And yeah, I would love to hear your uh, story about your UFO encounter. And um, the contest that he is referencing, I I did that, gosh, a long, long time ago, like like I was saying back in Live 365 days. And I vaguely remember his entry into the the uh, the contest. Uh, but yeah, Jason, I would love for you to uh, come on the show maybe one day if you're up for it and uh, tell everybody about your experience with the UFOs. And I thought that was a perfect um, clip to play tonight since we are talking about the subject of UFOs. So why not just uh, carry on and keep that topic up, keep that theme going. So let's talk about the decline in UFO sightings over the last few years. Uh, Late last year, the two major online sites for reporting UFOs, the National UFO Reporting Center and the uh, Mutual UFO Network, both documented steep drops in worldwide sightings. The decline started somewhere around 2014 when reports were at a peak, actually, that year, and they've since reduced drastically to um, uh, 55% of that year's combined total. Uh, Many UFO interest groups have just completely folded. They've um, quit functioning, and numerous previously classified government documents have been disclosed. In 2014, global UFO sightings totaled around 8,670 sightings for the year. But the latest numbers, which are current up to June of 2018, show that global sightings are only now at 1,329, so like I said, a 55% decrease. Now, while both MUFON and the National UFO Reporting Center, or NUFROC, take online reports of sightings, MUFON field investigators examine reports and attempt to filter out hoaxes, mistakes, and, and objects that can be identified. And MUFON ends up clearing about half of the reports that people submit. There right on time is my creepy clock in the background. Every episode, I gotta have the creepy clock going. So do these recline, do these reclines, do these declines reveal that UFO interest is becoming just nothing more than a blip on the human cultural radar? Maybe. UFO in alien lore is, I don't know, maybe it's seeming more like a reflection of human culture tied to the space age motivated by conquering new existential frontiers. Um, There is a woman named Cheryl Costa. She was a writer who was named the uh, International UFO Congress uh, 2018 Researcher of the Year. Uh, She recently reviewed reported sightings data from both MUFON and the National UFO Reporting Center, NUFROC, over the last 17 years and reported her findings in the Syracuse New Times. Her analysis showed that after a steady increase in sighting reports from 2001 to 2012, that reports have kind of been on the decline. Now, my data that I'm looking at shows it was really more like 2014 when reports were um, on it started declining sharply. Uh, in 2012, the um, what what I am getting from my research um, in 2012, there was just a little over 8,000 sightings. 2013, it dipped down to under 8,000 sightings, but then in 2014, it reached up to 8,670. Then uh, in 2015, 16, 17, and 18, we have seen 
a decline in that number, like a a very, very sharp decline. Now, what the chart that I have goes from 19, it starts at 1990. And in 1990, there were 315 reported sightings. And those numbers stay pretty steady in 1991, 92. You start seeing a little bump in 93 and 94, 95. It starts going up and then you have another decline in 96, but 97, it starts going up. And every year since 1997, pretty much with the exception of uh, two or three years here and there, you, there is a steady increase in the number of UFOs reported until you get to 2014, where you have that peak at 8,670. And then we have, as I said, that sharp decline ever since. Now, it might not be a coincidence that the term UFO, unidentified flying object, and some of the phenomenon that surrounds it, like abductions and impossible you know, technologies, are relatively recent. Before the 1940s, reports of sightings of objects in the sky were really, they were just extremely rare. Centuries of recorded history give no clear indication of any such activity. Then at the pre-dawn of the space age, around the time of the Roswell crash conspiracy, if you want to call it a conspiracy, or the Roswell incident, as I like to call it, UFO culture was born right then, right there, giving rise to everything from space invaders to the X-Files. Now, the decrease in sightings is a, it's a curious trend given that almost every other aspect of our world is better documented than ever before in the history of mankind. More people are carrying cameras on them and more people have access to the internet and can therefore share their strange observations that they see. Meteoric fireballs, for instance, are extensively documented these days, captured on dashboard security and cell phone cameras so why not ufos i mean everybody it seems like has a high definition camera on them at all times and it's right on your hip or in your purse or in your back pocket it's your cell phone and cameras on cell phones these days are freaking awesome I personally have a, um, I'm an Android guy, <laughs> go figure, um, and I have the Galaxy S9, and the the camera, the things that this camera can do is just, it's, it's amazing for a cell phone camera. I mean, it, have, digital cameras are almost a thing of the past unless you want to take professional type pictures because you've got these awesome cell phone cameras now. So why aren't you we seeing more UFOs captured on cell phone cameras? Well, possible answers as to why these sightings are decreasing are varied. A key factor, however, may be that more people simply just don't care anymore. Maybe we're it's because we're just accustomed to being inundated with wild claims, you know, turned out by for you know our politicians for Christ's sakes you know the news media and and, and advertisers the, the next report of ufo is no more believed than the you know the the long range weather forecast you can't you know you can't put stock into what the weatherman saying is going to happen you know 7 days from now so why would you believe that there's you know ufos out there you know you can't trust your news media today because they're going to report whatever they want, whether it's the truth or not. The truth be damned, right? It's all their viewpoint is all based upon what the person running the company's political viewpoint is. So you can't trust the news media. You can't trust your politicians because they're just saying all kinds of weird shit. Hell, the president of the United States says just anything just pulls shit out of his ass. Literally, and says whatever he wants to say, whether there's truth to it or not. And this uh, Democratic female sen 
senator, congressman, congresswoman, whatever you're going to call her, Ortiz or, or whatever her name is. I Have you listened to some of the, the crap that comes out of her mouth? She is another one that just literally just pulls stuff out of her ass just out of thin air and has no idea what she's talking about. So you, you can't believe what our media say and you can't believe... You, know, you can't trust your president. You can't trust the people that are running this country. And, you know, so we're just used to having all this crap thrown out at us that people expect us to believe. And we're not that dumb. People have got to know that we're not that dumb, right? So in today's social media culture, the way you express your odd experiences is with some sort of video on YouTube or a picture, Right. And UFOs are really difficult to photograph. Let's face it. You may be able to kind of film one, but it's going to be kind of grainy and and blurry. And you can probably photograph one, but once again, it's going to kind of be grainy and blurry or maybe small, hard, difficult to make out. Now, Now, that's not to say that there aren't weird things in the sky because I really think that there are unidentified things in the sky. I've seen them myself. A couple of years ago, I saw a cigar-shaped UFO flying above the skies just outside of Nashville, Tennessee, where I live. It was on a clear and sunny afternoon, middle of broad day night, daylight. Now, UFO sightings during the day are rare, but they do happen. Most of the time, they're, they're going to be at night. But that's not to say that they don't happen during the day. As, like I said, I saw a cigar-shaped UFO flying clear as day, flying right above the skies over right side on, outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Now, another thing that I think we should be looking into are atmospheric anomalies. When people are interpreting these things as intelligent craft or physical objects that are examining us, that's a dead end. It's, it's not something that can be I guess scientifically investigated would be a good a good term. It is, you, it's, it's hard to investigate something like that. Now, before you, you know, throw me under the bus and say, "Oh my God, Sandman is," he's you know going with the uh, you know atmospheric anomalies thing. He's trying to throw us a for a loop or something like that. I'm not saying that everything that we see in the sky that's unidentified is a atmospheric anomaly i'm saying that some of these things are atmospheric anomalies and it's kind of hard to for us to investigate stuff like that and there are also those who believe that the culture around alien investigations has shifted to focus on exopolitical conspiracies that's that is you know alleged attempts by government to suppress information about extraterrestrial visitors instead of what's in the sky. In my opinion, ideas about conspiracies have just infiltrated and warped the idea of really and truly investigating UFOs. You aren't able to investigate a lot of these things because they're just conspiracy theories it's, it's hard to investigate a theory now before home video photography was that was photographs were the staple of ufo evidence video evidence during the height of the 1990s uf during the height of the 1990s ufo mania was was regarded by many as even more substantial. Amateur footage of glowing objects in the sky, as mysterious as they seemed real, made the cut for appearing on television. They were meant to be taken seriously, and they fed an audience, us, who was hungry for amazement and 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 helped by a healthy dose of the aforementioned conspiracy theories now as i said a while ago the the graph the chart that i'm going by is uh 
um, global sightings of UFOs that that started being recorded in <clears throat> excuse me 1990. Let me get a little something to drink. My throat's dry here. That's better. Thank you. Like you had a choice. Um, so this started in 1990. And it goes up to June the 26th of 2018. Is the, That's the most current thing that I have here. So as I said, in 1990, there were 315 UFOs reported in 1990 for the whole year. 91, 92, pretty steady. 93, a slight bump. 94, and even slight, you know, more more of a slight bump. And 95, you have a, a, a huge increase to, to almost 2,000 reports of UFOs. So you go from somewhere around the 500 range in 1994 to almost 2000 in 1995. That's a that's a pretty significant bump up. Then you drop off for the next year in 96, and then it starts climbing 97, 98, 99. You start seeing the steady increase. So 2000 goes down a little bit, 2001 it goes up. 2002 is about the same. Then you have a spike in 2003 and 2004. Then 2005 and 6, it starts going down. And then it starts going back up again. So it's like, you know, your stock market graph thing. It goes up and it's down and it's up and it's down. Well, that's to be expected. You're you're going to have years where you have low sightings and you're going to have years where you're going to have high sightings. But never until you get to... 2015, from 2014 to 2015, you don't get that steady decrease like what we're seeing now. There's been a couple of years where we've had decreases a couple of years in a row, but nothing as sharp as a decline as what you're seeing now. As I said, you peak at 2014 at 8,670 sightings reported globally. Then the next year, you're somewhere around 7,000. So that is a big decrease, uh, over a 1,600 amount. That's that's a that's a big decrease, and it's, it keeps going down from then. Now, it, you'll probably want to look at this chart. You'll want to see it, I'm sure. I'm, I have it up on my website on the homepage there where I have the... Uh, the link for this week's show where you can download the show. If you're, if you're listening on the website, you've already seen it. If you're listening on one of the other podcast sites are from directly from Spreaker or maybe even Facebook, Stitcher, um, player FM, Google podcasts, whatever, go to uh parareality.com and you can see this graph right there on the home page. So as I was saying, everything has kind of been on on the decline since 2014. Uh, we don't I don't have total numbers of 2018, but it's looking like it's still going to be declining and of course 2019 is still to be played out. Now <coughs> excuse me there is no doubt that indisputable evidence of intelligent life coming to earth could be the greatest news of all time. I don't think anyone's going to dispute that. Yet, after thousands of anecdotal photo and video reports have accrued over decades, what are we to conclude here? With the greatest balance of skepticism and wanting to believe all that can confidently be asserted is that some objects appearing in the sky on film or video seem unidentifiable. As I said, I have seen one myself. That was my second, the cigar shaped UFO sighting was my second UFO sighting. The first one that I had was um, 
Wow, back uh, 2005-ish, um, uh, speaking of the Live 365 show, boy, boy, this is, you're talking about synchronicities. This is a lot of synchronicities going on tonight. Um, back in, I think it was around 2004, 2005, um, when I was on the live 360, when I was doing the show on live 365 still, um, I had, uh, a guest, appear uh, on my show. The first, the first ever guest, uh, in studio guest that I, that I interviewed, um, his name, he was a former Marine and he, he didn't want to use his real name. So he used, uh, a, a pseudonym. He just called himself horse. And, um, I had him on the show and, and he had some very interesting uh, stories to tell some about when he was in the Marine Corps and, and some other personal stuff when he was outside. Anyway, um, he was a guest on the show. Uh, like, I don't know, I think three or four times all total. Um, and, and this guy and I, uh, we got to be, really good friends. And the first time that he was on the show, um, he, uh, after my God, was it, I'm trying to, I'm talking to myself now. So anyway, the first time that he was on the show, um, we, we kind of, we, we hit it off really well. And I had actually, uh, invited him over to my home for dinner, uh, the, the night after we, um, did the show cause I was doing the show live back then and it was, it was late night and, uh, we did the show from like 10 o'clock central to midnight central. And so he was in town, uh, just specifically, uh, well, not specifically, he was in, he was in town for some business and to do the show. It just kind of worked out to, you know, perfectly. And so the next night I had invited him over to my home for dinner. And after dinner, we were sitting out on the back patio and I had my first ever unidentified flying object encounter. I saw a bright flash of light in the sky out of the corner of my right eye, this peripheral vision. And I looked just in time to see an object streak across the sky like lightning fast and no it was not a shooting star or a falling star i know what those things look like this was going horizontal across the sky not in a diagonal type pattern that a shooting star or a falling star would or a meteorite would would go into and there was no burning trail, no you know of debris or anything behind it. It was a just a sudden bright flash of light, and then this thing went right across the sky. And I don't know what it was. I'm not saying it was uh, an alien spacecraft. I'm saying something was there. I can't explain it. I don't know what it was. It was in the air. It's an unidentified object. Therefore, that makes it a UFO. And as far as I'm concerned, when I use the initials UFO and I say unidentified flying object, I don't necessarily mean it is an alien spacecraft. I mean that it was something that was seen in the sky and I can't identify what it was. That's what I mean by UFO. Now, the cigar-shaped craft that I saw a couple of years ago in the middle of broad daylight right outside of Nashville, Tennessee, that UFO, I'm pretty certain, was not from this planet. There, It, had, it was a cigar-shaped craft with no wings. It was completely silent and... It was, I mean, it just, it just freaked me out because it, I, I knew it wasn't an airplane. There were no wings on it. 
and it's just flying quietly across the sky. And it was kind of low. I mean, it wasn't high, high up. I was so mesmerized and shocked by what I was seeing that I didn't even think to use that handy little device that I was talking about earlier, which is my cell phone, to take a picture or try to do a video or anything like that. By the time I thought about it, I ran, because I didn't have my phone with me, I ran to get my phone, and when I got back with my phone, the thing was gone. So, And, and I have no idea where it went. And it was a clear, sunshiny day, not a cloud in the sky. And this thing just... disappeared it's it, it to this day it still freaks me out anyway so as i was saying you know all that we can confidently say is that some objects appearing in the sky whether you get them on film or you get them on video or whatever uh, these things are unidentifiable and furthermore government disclosure of its own video footage really isn't helping to maintain belief. UFOs have been repeatedly investigated over the decades here in the United States, including by, yes, the United States military. In 1947, the Air Force began a series of studies that investigated more than 12,000 claimed UFO sightings before they officially ended this in 1969. The project, which included a study codenamed Project Blue Book, started in 1952, concluded that most sightings involved stars, clouds, conventional aircraft, or spy planes. But there are 701 cases that remained unexplained. That Project Blue Book is saying These are truly unidentified flying objects. And once again, when they say unidentified flying objects, they're not saying that they're alien spacecraft. They're saying that there's something flying in the skies, but we don't know what it is. That's kind of the the main definition of what a UFO is. Not that it, it we we come to think of it as, oh, it's a alien spacecraft well it can be that's one of the things a ufo can be but you've got to stop and think about the term unidentified flying object it doesn't just relegate itself to ufos you have to be smart about this you have to stop and think it's a unidentified flying object in other words it's something flying in the sky and we don't know what the hell it is now we use it to describe alien spacecraft we say i saw a ufo and everybody knows what you mean when you, when you say I saw a UFO. But really, what it's supposed to mean is that you saw something in the sky, but you don't know what it is. But you're not saying it's an alien craft, but it could be. Okay. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox now. So there is a uh, guy here at uh, Tennessee State University. He's a professor of sociology by the name of Joseph Baker. He kind of weighed in on all this situation, and he says it's actually better for UFOs when ufologists can claim that the powers that be know everything and are hiding it from us, rather than seeing that the government appears to have basically the same info about UFOs as the public, namely the aforementioned grainy and inconclusive visual evidence. So in other words, this guy is saying that it's good for the field of ufology when we claim that the government's hiding stuff from us and has all these conspiracy theories rather than, oh my God, the government has the same shitty footage that we do and they don't know what it is either. So while there are still hundreds of reports that are coming out about UFOs each month, That data doesn't include many actually clear photos. Jan Harzen, the executive director of MUFON, has his own explanation for why so many of the UFO photos are blurry. And this is what he says. UFOs 
are basically manipulating space-time, and when they do that, it requires a high electromagnetic field that distorts the images. That seems like a very convenient theory, but is it true, or is he just making it up? Well, we don't know how UFOs operate, so it could be true. He thinks he knows how UFOs operate. Don't know why or how he came to this conclusion. And if you believe the conspiracy theorists, as I have already mentioned, then the government knows. So maybe he knows what the government does. I don't know. Anyway, Mufon says it's still committed to figuring out the truth behind UFOs. Um, Jan Harzen goes on to say that uh, we're not alone in the universe and that there is intelligent life visiting us here on the Earth. And he said that uh, MUFON shares its data so researchers can better understand UFO phenomena. Now, uh, another UFO researcher, uh, Sharon Hill, she's a researcher on the paranormal and pseudosciences. She says... The ideas about UFOs and aliens continue to evolve as we project our social and cultural ideas on them. And since we don't have a single easy explanation for all of these claims regarding the decline in sightings, the future vision of ufology seems rather open-ended. But she goes on to say that she doesn't think that it's dead, that it's just changing. And it has to change if it wants to evolve. And that's that's me saying that. That's not Sharon Hill. I'm saying if it wants to evolve, if it wants to continue to be um, uh, taken seriously then the field of ufology has to change. It has to evolve. Perhaps, though, the declines in reported sightings may signify only an end to current trends in ufology. After all, from the 1940s, aliens were originally characterized as like people like saviors who could help us humans transcend the Cold War paranoia of nuclear annihilation especially marked at the time after two world wars and the dropping of the, the bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. But after events like Watergate and the Vietnam War fueled distrust in the government, UFOs came to be viewed more as a possible threat, and some came to believe their existence was verified in secret military documents. But let's not be so hasty here with the declining UFO sightings, okay? There's renewed interest in the UFO phenomenon, and it's coming from an unexpected source, the United States Congress, speaking of secret military documents, right? The Senate Armed Services Committee is looking into a 2004 incident where U.S. Navy pilots flying with the USS Nimitz strike group encountered chased and filmed fast-moving, unidentified objects. Now, reliable sources say at least two of the military pilots involved have already been interviewed, and a radar operator was subsequently invited to get in touch with, with the group. Now, in parallel, the House Armed Services Committee, well, it's taking an interest as well. Records from... Uh, April of last year show the committee received a Defense Intelligence Agency briefing on the Pentagon's UFO project, the cryptically named ATIP, A-A-T-I-P. We know so little about ATIP that there's even dispute over whether the acronym stands for Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program or Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program. Either way, we know it's ATIP. The very existence of the project 
caused a sensation because until the New York Times broke the story in December 2017, the United States government claimed it had not investigated UFOs since the 1960s when sightings were looked at into the already aforementioned Project Blue Book. So that's fueling the conspiracy theories out there. Uh, we know that the government is going to lie to us. You know, that's that's a given. Uh, now, especially if they have alien technology, because let's face it, if the government came across alien technology, what are they going to do with it? Well, they're going to do two things. Number one, they're going to figure out how to weaponize it. And number two, they're going to figure out how they can cash in on it, right? So not necessarily in that order either, thanks to our capitalistic society. Anyway, um, we know that the government's going to lie to us. So it's, it's no stretch to think that they would lie to us about alien technology or about having UFOs in their possession or even about having investigated UFOs. Um, regardless of what you think or even speculate, the numbers don't lie. Worldwide reports of UFOs are down. Despite that fact, interest remains high. If you want proof, all you got to do is turn on your TV. It's full of alien and UFO-themed programming. Hell, the History Channel has the uh, just insanely popular Ancient Aliens show, which has resulted in three international conventions, with a fourth coming up this June, and it has a, a, a new scripted series called believe it or not, Project Blue Book, based upon the secret military UFO program of the same name. Now, I will have to admit, I am fans of both shows. I have been watching Ancient Aliens since day one and have not missed an episode. And I have been to two of the three conventions, uh, done interviewed people, uh, attendees of the conventions. I'll, I'll have to say, um, the first one I went to, I literally thought that I was going to go to a convention full of thousands of weirdos, everybody walking around with like tinfoil helmets and shit on their head and making antennas out of tinfoil and, you know, all this stupid stuff. And boy, was I ever wrong. I was completely wrong. As a matter of fact, everybody there, for the most part, like 95% of them were a complete 180 from what I was thinking was going to be there. This was a convention that was full of thousands of smart, intelligent, highly intelligent people who were just fans of the show who believe in this ancient astronaut theory and wanted to be around other people who were like-minded. And I met... I mean, like I said, highly educated people, intelligent people. I met doctors, lawyers, met a paleontologist. Of course, there was the, you know, there's the couple of the people who are, you know, tinfoil helmet wearing people. But you're, you're going to get that, right? But I was uh, very, very shocked at the, the, the caliber of people who were there. And I'm not ashamed to admit that uh, because, you know, I, 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 man, I was wrong. You know, and I'm glad that I was wrong. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Ancient Aliens show. I'm a believer, you know, uh, not in 100% of everything that they say, but I, I've i been a, a Sitchinite since 1998, 90, 1998, 99. So I've been uh, an Ancient Alien theorist way before Ancient Aliens came on the History Channel. And this new scripted series that's based upon the, the Project Blue Book files, um, I really, I uh, have to say, I'm really enjoying the hell out of that series. I'm a couple episodes behind. i got to play catch up. 
but so far I like what I'm seeing. Uh, there was a, 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 another TV series back in the 70s, I believe it was the late 70s, that was based on Project Blue Book. That was a pretty good series that ran for like two or three seasons or something like that, and I can't remember the name of it. Um, but I remember watching that when I was a kid. So, you know, I've been watching stuff like this for years. And I've always enjoyed them, you know. And and there are other TV shows out there like that as well. Even, hell, MUFON had, I think it was a, a, a two-season run based on their case files. Now, you know... New shows on UFOs and aliens and and unidentified craft, new shows like this, they're going to be forthcoming, I'm sure, because of the never-ending interest of the subject and the cheap cost for producing these types of reality TV shows. Personally, I'm a squeaky chair, sorry. Personally, I welcome these shows with open arms. The problem that I have with them, however, is that there are no new cases being discussed. It's just a rehash of the same old, tired, quote-unquote famous cases that everybody already knows about. No new evidence is really being presented. And I'm sure the reason for that is because UFO sightings are on a global decline and we're not hearing about you know, any mass sightings nor are any sightings making the mainstream news anymore. Sure, there's plenty of stuff on the internet, YouTube specifically, but nothing that stands out as being quote-unquote special. As nothing that, that comes, you know, jumps out at you as that God, this is the this is the big one. This is a special one. When you have a lot of mass sightings of UFOs over a lengthy period of time, they call it a flap. I don't know why they call it a flap. They just do. But there's no more UFO flaps. I think the last major mass sighting of UFOs was the Phoenix Lights incidents back in what 1996, 97, something like that. So we, we're, we're not having these mass sightings anymore, and we're not having these big, oh my God, look at this UFO moment anymore. And these we don't have these famous, the, these cases that, that make a lot of news headlines, and nothing is coming out as being, like I said, like being special. You're just not hearing this stuff anymore. You're not... It's, it's, for some reason, it's just not jumping out like it used to. And you would think, though, that since everybody has the capability to do instant news reporting right there on the spot, everybody needs to think about this now. Everybody these days, you who are listening to this show, you are your own on-the-spot reporter. Everyone is uh, an on-the-scene reporter these days because I guarantee you that most of you, over 95% of you who are listening to this podcast right now, I guarantee you, you have Facebook. And out of all those people who have Facebook, probably an overwhelming majority of those people also has Twitter or Instagram. And maybe even YouTube as well. Everybody has the capability on all of these outlets, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all those I just named, all of them have the ability to have live video feeds. So as something is happening, if you're there, all you have to do is bust out your cell phone with that high definition camera and Log in to the aforementioned site there, and bam, you're live. You're reporting right here, live on the scene. This is Sandman right here, live, reporting on XYZ incident. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me get another little drink here. So, <coughs> excuse me. 
just get a little stuffy in my nose. I'm sorry. So everybody has that ability these days, right? But nothing is standing out as being special anymore. It seems, even though we have all these, this capability of doing this, nothing seems to be standing out as special. Well, maybe our time for sighting UFOs are up. Maybe the aliens have learned all they can from us, or maybe their experiments are over and they've lost interest in us. Or, as what I'm thinking, here's where I do my big reveal because it's getting time for the end of the show, right? Or maybe, just maybe, people are using the internet as their means of reporting sightings these days instead of turning to those official organizations that I mentioned. That's my theory anyway. While reporting worldwide may be on the decline, I believe that the sightings of unidentified flying objects or unidentified aerial phenomenon as what they want us to say today, UAPs, I believe that sightings are not. Reporting's on the decline. I believe the sightings aren't going that way. I think that they are probably staying the same or going up. We're still being visited and our anuses are still being probed. We're just using other means of reporting it these days. So what do you think? I think that's what's going on. I think that instead of going to MUFON or the National UFO Reporting Center, I think people are just taking these pictures and videos and they're uploading them to their social media site and they're saying, hey, I have seen this. Look at my evidence. I think that's what's going on. I don't think that we are having a decline in visitations. I don't think it I don't think that the decline means anything other than people just aren't reporting them like they used to. I, I honestly believe that that's what's going on. Anyway, let me know what you think about that by sending me an email, sandman at parareality.com, or call the show, 615-692-1170. Let me know what you think. What's your opinion on that? Uh, tweet me at Radio, or go on my Facebook page, on the Parareality Facebook page. Look me up there. You know, um, let me know what you what what is your opinion? Do you think that um I've got something going on? You think you you agree with my theory? Do you have something that's better or do you really think that the you know the aliens are done with us? You think they've probed all of the anuses they need to probe, kidnapped all the cows I needed to kidnap, their genetic research on us is done and now they've got enough population or enough viable fetuses or children to repopulate their whatever, you know, let me know what you think. So anyway, let's see. I'm, ooh, I'm winding, got to wind it down. Running out of time, running out of time. I got about uh, five and a half minutes left here. So I'm going to end it with this. Everybody, I hope that you enjoyed tonight's show. Let me know what you thought about it by sending an email to sandman at parareality.com or just visit www.parareality.com and leave me a comment there in the contact section. Uh, Parareality.com is where you can find out all kinds of information about the show. You can listen to current and past episodes there in the archive area and uh, you can click on the extras tab. You can uh, join the official Parareality Radio Forum, which is free to join. You can shop in the Parareality Radio Store and even watch some show videos and other stuff there as well. Also, don't forget to look up Parareality Radio on uh, Facebook. Just go to your uh, Facebook search and type in Parareality Radio there on Facebook. You can listen to the show on Facebook as well, and you can also find out more about what's going on in the world of Parareality. Don't forget that I'm also on Twitter, so you can follow me there. And my Twitter handle is at Radio. That's at Radio. 
Are we tweeting out announcements like special guests and topics and some of my opinions on stuff, a lot of paranormal stuff, a lot of UFO stuff, cryptozoological stuff. So be sure to follow me on Twitter at Parareal Radio. Everybody, you can also now listen to Parareality Radio on your favorite podcast station. The show is now available on Spreaker, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Player FM, and YouTube. Just search for Parareality Radio in all of the above aforementioned podcast site search engine. And I'm currently working on getting on iHeartRadio and iTunes. So stay tuned for that. Working on it. Hopefully I'll be there very soon as well. Also, if you have an Amazon smart device, also known as Alexa, you can listen to the show on that too. If you have any of the already mentioned podcast skills enabled on your device, all you got to do is say, Alexa, play the Parareality Radio podcast, and you can listen to Parareality Radio on Alexa. Works really well. Sounds really good, too, if I do say so myself. <laughs> so those are all the different ways that you can get in touch with me, Sandman, here on Parareality Radio. Those are all the different ways that you can listen to Parareality Radio. And once again, I want to send out a special uh, thank you to Jason for uh, calling in and uh, giving his, uh, you know, I don't know, giving his little speech there and 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 that's uh, that's horrible. I'm so sorry, Jason. Let me back up and say that again. I want to give a shout out to Jason and thank you Jason for calling in and leaving that nice message for me on on the uh voicemail there for Parareality Radio. Uh I wish more people would would call in and do that. Feel free everybody to call in anytime. If you don't want me to play it back on the air, all you got to do is just tell me in the when when you're leaving your voice message, hey, I don't want this played back, and I'm not going to do it. I'm going to respect your 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 wishes, you know. Uh, but if you don't tell me, that means it's fair game, and I just may play it back. And uh, I hope you could understand everything that Jason was saying. Now, there was kind of, you know, like I said, there's a lot of background noise and everything, and I couldn't just couldn't get it filtered out and make it sound any better. So, thanks, Jason, for for your comment. I appreciate the phone call. And, uh, yeah, I would love to have you come on the show and uh, talk to us about your experiences. Well, everybody, winding everything down, running out of time. My next show is going to be available on Friday, March 15th, 2019 at 8 o'clock p.m. Central U.S. time. I will have my co-host Eric P. back with me on that day. So make sure that you turn on, tune in, and find out. I hope that this radio program opens your mind up to new ways of thinking, expands your consciousness, and produces a change in the way you see the world. If you wish to change, you must lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. I hope that you have a wonderful evening, everybody, and I will see you again in two weeks. Good night. If you wish to change, you must first lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe.